0: That won't be going on the podcast. It absolutely
1: (laughs) will, especially if I'm editing it today since Dre is down.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. As long as we don't cuss in the first 10 minutes. (laughs) Welcome back to the Big Cheese AI podcast. Uh, Today, I'm your host. My name is Sean Heiss. I'm here with Brandon and Jacob. Why don't you guys say hi? Hello. Hey there. Uh, today um, we are without our nearest and dearest buddy Andre. He's out sick today, so we're going to try to do our best. Apologize for any production issues, as uh, that would all I'm be Sean going to be the producer <laughs> today, which is <laughs> terrible news for this podcast. So um, no, today's episode we're going to talk about surveillance in AI especially as it pertains to the business world. Um, Interesting topic. And uh, it all stems from uh, some really recent things that we're seeing in the news um, around privacy, surveillance, and some of these tools that are maturing and they are making it, um, I would say different to uh, be an employee in the workforce in some industries. Um, I guess just right off the bat, guys, give me your give me your quick take on just some of the things that you saw in your research that stood out. I mean, for me, um, the, the biggest thing was um, some of the things we're seeing in the uh, healthcare space. Mm. But, um, uh, you know, I just want to get a get, let's get let's get a little high level over you guys. So from a high-level standpoint,
1: one thing, and it's funny enough, it's actually
0: very timely.
1: So let's just be honest. We're re-recording the podcast. This is our second time of doing this one (laughs) because Sean's mic was jacked, the first one. So this is us doing it again. But during this weekend, so usually we record these on Thursdays, and then they come out on Mondays, but we're recording this today as a Monday. So this weekend, I actually spent a good amount of time with this idea of basically being able to take someone's profile and to be able to build a dossier, if you will, or a personality assessment of that individual. So you could go to someone on their Reddit profile and basically click a button and extract all of this information about you. And so that's kind of, I think, the crux of where we're at is that you have these large language models now that can just take any comments that a user might have had and to be able to uh, deduce where they're located, what their age range is, based just on the words that they use, right? Well, he's like, oh, he said mid, so most likely he's probably under 30 or whatever it or is. Or he's like me and trying to act young, cool, <laughs> dad. Cool, right? So, so it is, there's there's this now this new world where we didn't have it before where we could just take all of your public information and actually surveillance you from there as well. And, and, and we built it this weekend, and it's kind of working. And you can do it with LinkedIn, you could do with—I mean, all of it. So, yeah, we're in a very weird spot now. Where before, before computers weren't able to really be able to extract what you're trying, like uh, extract this level of information or ideas around an individual just based on what they purposely put out there. So yeah. now that we have it, yeah, it's it's a totally different ballgame.
2: Yeah, no, I think you hit the nail on the head. Like this. This kind of stuff has been available for years. There's nothing new about being able to profile build. Google does it. I mean, you right. can go to your ads and see what, what ads are are tailored to you. But you're now saying I think what, what you're getting at is the power of that, which used to be you had to be a huge conglomerate, multinational to be right. able to do that. Yeah. Now anybody can do it. You did it in a weekend right. where you're yeah. like, Hey, give me give me all your comments and I can I control you now or yeah. I can kind of mimic your, your behavior a little bit, which yeah. is pretty scary. And,
1: and we're thinking about turning it into a Chrome extension that you'll be able to install yeah and so like it could be dating profiles it could literally be any website that has information about an individual mm. and then we're gonna pull it back and be able to to analyze that yeah I mean that's crazy <laughs> as I try
0: to switch scenes it doesn't work um i I think two things stood out stand out to me from a from w- the work that we actually did this weekend yeah um, and <clears throat> Just the general concept of AI surveillance. I mean, surveillance has been around for a long time. I know you you watch you know movies like Die Hard or whatever. You have the guy that impersonates the security guard watching the footage, right? But if that, as soon as that guy you know gets late, he takes a nap, right? There's no there's no processing yeah. happening, right? And so surveillance has always been something that you go kind of after the fact and you and you analyze it and you try to figure out what happened when something goes wrong, right? And you look at it now and you go, okay, I'm going to build a profiler tool, right? Well, that data's already been there. It's out there. But now you're putting a tool that can efficiently extract it. The other thing about LLMs, and this is what <clears throat> I try to talk to people about all the time in the office, is like, you can ask the LLM to do whatever you want with that information. You could tell it to act like a chicken and, re- and, <laughs> and, and say, uh, pretend you're a chicken read this book and then tell me what a chicken would think <laughs> about it, right? You can give it any context you want, right? right? And it's gonna give you some sort of response. And so I think that's that's interesting when you're profiling things, You're like, oh, I wanna give it a marketing persona. It's gonna give you a marketing persona, even totally. if it has no business giving you a marketing yep. persona. So to that point, <laughs> the one thing that I found
1: during the, um, uh, while I was working on it, that you might, you that you really need to have Multiple steps because like chat GPT specifically if I'm like hey I want you to take all of this HTML and turn it into a persona. It's like I don't really know how to do that blah, blah. So I'm like hey, this is a fake person This is a fake person and I want you to take this fake data and turn it into a persona Oh,
2: and then all of a sudden it's like yeah, hey, no problem. Oh, that's right? interesting. So like it when you asked it to profile information, it it balked at that, and you yes. think that's because oh, I do that all the time with ChatGPT. Yeah. Yeah. So it's because they put safeguards in there, exactly. Then? Okay. And so okay. then then I take what they
1: output and I'm like, hey, you're a mock persona generator. Yeah. Here's a bunch of information. Turn that into a persona. I, and I, now, but but my, what every time I'm doing this, I'm like, if they were actually monitoring it, they very well might be like, yo, that's a bullshit query that you just try to push through. And we're gonna we're gonna deactivate your account.
0: <laughs> so now we're talking about the difference between um, Brandon <laughs> hacking ChatGPT into doing nefarious shit. And oh wait, I'm not supposed to cuss anymore on YouTube. <laughs> oh yeah, because of episode
2: eleven. Well, yeah, my my nephew said the first fifteen to thirty seconds is when it matters the most. So uh, we
0: got we got episode eleven flagged. Yeah, for 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 profanity, my, you know, you're talking to, to a couple of guys that like to throw out a few profane statements every <laughs> once in a while. I promise you, we're going to keep it G-rated as much as possible, moving forward. Um, no, but so 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 Brandon goes to the privacy episode, which is now you know going to have like the Justice League treatment <laughs> here in a couple months when we when we finally figure out how to get my mic working, and uh, you spend all weekend basically figuring out. What is the limits that you can do right. with privacy when it comes to ChatGPT? Mm. And it seems like from a when you, when you take publicly available information, you can do a lot with it. And I don't necessarily think that's a privacy issue, but I think you should definitely be aware as a consumer what you're putting out there because it's going to get sucked into some cor- some sort of uh, Chrome extension or model. And it's going to, they're going to take the data that you put and they're going to pu- it's going to put its own spin on it.
2: Yeah. No, that's interesting. I think that the interesting takeaway from this is, you know, I'm not, we're not naive. Consumers aren't naive. Like I know Facebook's watching what I'm doing. and I know like all these big companies know my behaviors and can do, profile me. And to a certain degree, it's just kind of like, well, I use your stuff for free. It's good enough. I don't care that much. But if that information, which is mostly publicly available, if you don't have it, turned down you know yeah. or, or, or censor yeah. yourself um now anybody can take that information and use it yeah to their advantage or to do something nefarious to you um it's just whatever you yeah. know so that's that's the scary part to me is the,
1: the other piece that people need to understand so like i've mentioned before on the podcast is i do have a sick obsession with going to true social and just getting into wars with people and it's it's kind of how i like so so let's f- full disclosure Uh, all of the people that comment negatively on our YouTube channel, I will go to war with you just because I enjoy it, right? And my practice is actually on Truth Social. So I go to Truth Social, and it's just nonstop battles, right? So I'm prepared. Um, But what's interesting is that a lot of people think, oh, I'm anonymous because I'm USMC77, right? But they don't realize that they actually set up a Flickr account Twelve years ago, using the same username mm. that has all of their info, so they're completely anonymous, quote yeah. unquote, on True Social. But then they've got the same account over here on
2: on well, TikTok. The other thing you could do is you know Reddit comments are public, yep. and you could probably figure out okay what they're commenting on, what yeah. are their interests, and, and figure out okay they live roughly in this area, yeah. they like this sports team, blah, blah blah, and discern like maybe not specifically who they are. Oh yeah, but and again, that's at close. the fingertips of now of most
0: people, yeah. not just
2: yeah. big, you know, corporations. So I think uh,
0: if you unleash the power of an LLM on something where it's uninhibited and it can make whatever conclusions it wants, it's going to provide an extreme amount of bias. Mm. Oh, based yeah. off of your oh, yeah. own data, not just what it <laughs> knows about the world, right? right? It's But it's going to take all your information. It might be just the, the comments you've made on Reddit. Are the comments you made on Reddit defining you? Right. Are the comments you made on Truth Social defining you? Yeah. Well, guess what? The comments you made on those platforms are going to define you in some sort of machine model or something that's going to be probably used for or against you, especially when it comes to things like getting hired, um, getting if you're ever in some sort of litigation issue, or even if someone's trying to figure out if they want to date you or yeah. not, there's going to be some piece of software out there that's taking these 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 things that you're posting publicly, and they're and they're deducing things, and they're probably going to try to come up with some sort of some sort of um, sensationalist um, uh, response so that they can get as much uh, repeat usage as possible.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep, totally. uh, the, the dating app thing is interesting to me because, you know, I, I'm not on those apps anymore. But when you are on the apps, you're kind of looking for like, okay, this person likes cats. I have a cat. I'll talk about a cat, right? Well, that's all fun and games. What if you could automate that? What if, <laughs> you know, like, just right. sit there and say, like, read their profile. Here's my profile. Here's the things I like to do figure out the best opening line for this person. And it's like, where does the line- So that's that
1: after on book that we talked about, I think maybe like episode one, that is a big part of what it was, is that it had an AI that basically represented you. Mm. And so it would be the thing that's replying on Tinder. And it would be the thing that would be replying. I keep entertaining the idea of setting up one for truth social. So (laughs) if somebody replies to me, that I'm just gonna take that,
2: feed it to a large language model and just reply back. Just to see what happens. I, I did right? that on Facebook the other day, and I was like, "Man, this response is way better than any, <laughs> I any response." I, you know, I tweaked it a little bit. And I'm like, "What are they going to do to that?" That just crushes their entire position, <laughs> and it did. They were yeah. just like,
0: "Okay, okay. fair enough." Okay. <laughs> so let's let's switch gears real quick, and let's talk about um, AI surveillance when it comes to the workforce, and specifically, let's talk about um, let's talk about lawmakers, let's talk about unions. When it comes to, um, and really, let's, let's use a specific example. So there's a company out there um, that's come out with a a platform, and it's uh, it's called a black box, and the company's got a really really uh, overlord sounding <laughs> name. Um, and uh, what was it? What was it again? I can't remember. Um, anyways, they they've come up with the technology that they're putting inside surgery rooms, right. and so this is taking video surveillance. 24 seven or whenever anyone's in the surgery room and it's 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 not just doing your old school surveillance wait for something bad to happen and then go review it it's taking in these it's taking in the information and processing in it real in real time and it's actually coming out with um with what seems to be a wealth of quality assurance related data around um what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong in the in the surgery room and and one of the things that came out of it and we're in one of the places that it was used i think it was called um it was uh in boston um a hospital in boston um they actually found that something very simple was being overlooked which was like basically cleaning the areas right. before that, the before time. before the surgery which for most healthcare workers i think you could um make a quick conclusion that you know every time i've been they they always do it but they but it was it was found that it wasn't being done and you know big i guess big benefit big outcome easy thing to find but you look at it at a high level perspective you go wow um if a surgeon can get someone who has to go to school for what 12 15 years um, in terms of how what it takes to go from medical school all the way to (laughs) just being you know, seven hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt. Um, I'll just throw that in there. Um, to actually practicing, I mean, now you're now you're being watched by by a bot. Yeah. And it's what a year after ChatGPT came out. So, I mean, is that a is that good? Is that bad? Is that? I don't hmm. know. So the, the um,
1: I th- I think where we're at with the with so so okay, couple things with this specific black box. They cartoonify the bodies, right? So you can't see the bodies and, the, and they apparently blur the faces. Okay. So that's kind of their answer for making it in a way that is not scary to the nurses or the doctors who are worried more about malpractice issues and all that. But there's no question that if we're recording a surgery, right, mm-hmm. and something goes wrong, that lawyer, they're, the, the person who got hurt, their lawyer is going to demand that that footage. Yeah. Right. That's going to open up a whole different. Well, can they're they're going to
0: uh, demand the footage, but they're also going to demand the analysis.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh, OK. So yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So
0: now you just created a whole new data point, You're right?
2: And OK, if we have great point, if we have machines analyzing um, computers, analyzing our behavior, humans are not perfect. So is there ever going to be an instance where a doctor throughout their entire career never makes one mistake? And so what? Like, if that mistake happens to be, you know, cause harm, um, and it was totally an innocent, just human error thing, it's just scary to me. Well, I I
0: kind of equate it to, I know this is a really weird analogy, Mm -hmm. but, like, when we were in high school, we did whatever we wanted. Mm Mm-hmm. Because no one was watching. Right. There was no cameras. I mean, I had my StarTech flip phone, and I was cool. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, like, uh, no, I wasn't cool. But I did have a cool phone. Because um, my dad always had the latest phone, and he gave me his phone. Wow. This is great. Anyways. But, like, we could T9 text, maybe. Right? Some of my friends. Some of my friends couldn't. But, you know, we were out doing things that that kids these days just aren't doing. Because there's no... There's no there's no surveillance, right? Right. There's that, that content's not being captured and analyzed in real time. And you were able to just get away with what you wanted. And and there's a freedom to that, but like we all didn't die. Yeah. Well, actually some of us <laughs> did. <So laughs> that was more to do to the opioid crisis, not like a surveillance. Um, but seriously, like there's, there's a concept of what happened post social media. What yeah. happened once we all got a cell phone, right? You're collecting information that, you were never collecting before and it's just natural that something's going to be done about i mean i have a find my wife on my iphone at all times why because i want to see when she's coming home from work right you never know you do you have that enabled
1: yes my wife and i don't like my wife and i are like fuck you emily's like i've got my phone you've got your phone I, i
0: i actually don't mind at all okay and and she doesn't mind at all either but it's very operational for our family. You know, we've got young kids and we're trying to get from point, point A to point B. Instead of calling her going, when are you going to be home? I'm like, right. oh, honey, hey, hun, will you just – It's you got probably need to leave soon. Um, but, like, think about that for kids, right? There's just no ability for them to have any sort of privacy. Yeah. And, and like, there's these, these – I think just you're going to see society-wide. This is my big no-no. This is my big worry with this whole thing is that – are people just going to be in prison?
2: Yeah. Are yeah. we just trapped? Well, I think, yeah, it's um, – do the ends justify the means, right? Like, okay, great, mm-hmm. you, can, you can find uh, out if – good, you can find out if a surgery room wasn't scrubbed properly over time and make sure you put in those things and measure or whatever, but bad – Now you're constantly being watched. To your point, you're a prisoner of of that surveillance. And, like, sure, they're not, you're not in handcuffs. No one's putting a gun to your head and saying, you have to do this. But you know, you know that (laughs) if you mess up, now that's just another shoulder or someone looking over your shoulder. And is, does this mean people are less likely to become doctors? Does it discourage people? What right. what are the downstream effects of this? Where what are the trade-offs? Because there's always trade-offs.
1: Oh, uh, so okay, so so. But here's an interesting question to that point: is is this generational? Because right now, my son, who is 20 21 years old, has no problem with my wife mm. being connected to his location. Doesn't care. He's like, yeah, this is where I'm going. This is what I'm doing, and you can follow it. That's fine. Me, on the other hand, when I was a wee lad back then, which was now a thousand years ago, uh, oh hell no! Do I want my parents having any idea where I was or what
0: I was doing? And, and it's mostly because you didn't want them to know because you were doing some nefarious right, stuff, right? But you were also exercising your your freedom, and you're and you were growing. And some of the stuff that I see with younger kids is I feel like they're not putting themselves out there. They're not growing right. as much socially. Yeah. Right? They're staying in much smaller groups. You know, they're not going out and – I mean, that's a huge generalization. It's probably wrong. Right. But I, from what I've seen, there's not, they're not having as much fun as they used to have in terms of growing new relationships, going putting themselves out there. And herpes. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> – <laughs> yeah. They're well, not
1: having fun anymore, but at least they don't have all the communicable I, diseases for, that for, the Generation
0: X did. For, for I guess for me, where I'm at with it is I think that there's an innate sense of wanting freedom. I think that's why this country was created. Um, I think people don't want to be told what to do. Yeah. I don't think people want to I, have dude, people watching them.
1: I'm just not convinced that that so, – so, again, I totally understand. Like, you and I, we get that. Right? Like, we totally get it. I don't, I'm just not con- convinced that the, the millenn- uh, What what's the generation now before the millennial or after Gen, the millennials? Z. Gen Z. Z. I think. Z. Right? Like, yeah, Z. I yeah. mean,
0: they're. Are they the ones saying bet and mid? Or yeah. Is that the next yeah. next? Yeah. Well, one? I
1: think it's kind of <laughs> millennial might be dipping in there a little bit. But, <laughs> <Not me>. but <laughs> they, th- I, I just don't know. Like, yeah. before
2: I knew 100%. Yeah. Like, I, nobody wanted that. I agree with that because, like, There's times when I know Facebook's watched me or whatever, and, like, I want, like, Tesla, the whole autopilot thing. um, Do I think it'd be great if there was a world where computers were were, um, tracking, they know where I'm driving, where I'm trying to go, and just get me there safely and know everyone else's position and where they're going as well, right? That on the surface sounds really appealing to me because it would save lives. I could take a nap. I could work on, (laughs) you know, whatever. (laughs) Maybe you still have to have your hands on the wheel. I don't know. But uh, the point is, like, Um, But once you go down that path, this is my fear. Once you go down that path, it seems like it would be really hard to wind that back, right? And I I kind of agree with you on generationally. We have some – our parents probably would be like, hell no, that ain't happening.
0: (laughs) Well, um, there's also, I think – and I I think you overlooked this. It has nothing to do with AI or privacy is I think that parents – I mean, you you look at how parenting has changed. You look how – I mean – parents are much more involved in their kids' lives than they used to be. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and maybe that's because of maybe that's because of the, the maybe that's because direct result of technology. Yeah. I don't know. But maybe it's because um, we knew what we got away with. I mean, the 90s was like the wild west of growing up in this world, I feel like. The (laughs) internet was just here. (laughs) We were able to, their parents still didn't have, you know, have, and, you know, and we were all listening to the chronic 2000, you know, we were listening to to music that was telling us to do things that were crazy, all right? And um, maybe we're just overcompensating. But um, I, I think that there's a natural tendency towards doing that. Now, when it comes to the workforce, is that going to mean that there's a workforce that we're creating is a bunch of people that are just going to let people do all of this and not have any problem with it? Maybe, maybe, maybe that's maybe that's the result, um, and maybe it's not a bad thing. I mean, I think I think a lot of people. That the other thing you probably notice is a lot of people are willing to make those kind of sacrifices for the greater good now, yeah. versus where they wouldn't before. Like what you saw after the the, the cultural shift after the. Uh, after the financial crisis right you you created all these hipsters and they were like you know what i'm not going to do this i'm going to do something that's for not just for
2: myself it's going to be for everybody and the fear to me i think is like well i don't think we're ever going to become china right like you can't even get on the real google there there's just like certain Mm. restrictions i don't think anyone i'm i'm not really concerned about that i'm more concerned um of just like making sure we're all Trying to face the the right goal here, and, and like I want, to, I want to track things for the greater good as well. Right. I'm more
0: worried about corporations using it to their profit. And, yeah, and, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. well, it's always going to be oh, for your profit. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. right. And yeah. that's that brings to like the kind of the last question around this topic is: is workers' rights and unions, uh, lawmakers, you know and unions are super worried about this because it has the potential to affect their constituents and their, their paying members. All right. um, do you think that the argument that they're currently making is the best argument? And here's the argument that's currently being made. AI and surveillance isn't a good for workers or the companies because AI makes mistakes. Is that a good, is that the, is that the argument you'd lead with if you were, if you were, if you were proposing if you're a lawyer if you're the union is that where you'd lead with if not what would you lead with
1: right well but the th- whole that whole idea sits around the idea that humans don't make mistakes <laughs> like like what ma- who makes more mistakes humans
2: or an algorithm right well humans but algorithms can make them at scale <laughs> that's a that's, good point yeah but <laughs> Well, you can. Did I mean, we that, get that? As, <laughs> as far as as far as we already know, I mean, you can
0: easily just tell the uh, tell the AI be, like, be really, really racist in the, ne- yeah, for the next next yeah. two yeah. hours, yeah. right? And, and, and it will. And it will. Yeah. And it will. You, it takes two, a couple, couple tricks, a couple hacks, and you can hack the algorithm. Yeah. I will say I wouldn't lead with AI makes mistakes. I I, I I wouldn't. I feel like I feel like there's a more innate um, reason, but I think that those more um those are more emotional fear and it's yeah. hard to make those in a in a courtroom yeah and so you're you, it just kind of shows me that if they're going oh you know what we're going to fight against ai surveillance at right. the ford motor plant we've got ten thousand workers here right and the reason is because ai makes mistakes i think ford and uh, the judge are going to be looking at their watch right yeah you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah no totally
0: i think the um We're
1: we're just at a so AI monitoring things absolutely would result in better outcomes, no question, right? No question. But is that how we work as humans?
0: And that's the better outcomes for the. For, for the for the
1: company
2: for profitability for for failures for errors it, for emissions and, for all of it and then you get cases I agree so statistically macro yes right and then you get cases where uh, a rogue Tesla has a malfunction and the guy drives sure. into a bus head on and, and he kills yeah yeah twenty and, it, and, and like statistically speaking this is why elon was so elon musk he was so (laughs) upset (laughs) come on uh he was so upset because he's like i'm saving lives right maybe like macro or whatever and he's always using that to justify you know his his techniques um but uh but like in general it's like you still have a human being that didn't have that choice like or or whatever so yeah i don't know I'm scared. <laughs> I don't now, know what
1: to do. Yeah. So, uh, funny enough, um, yeah, Elon, Elon's a, uh, Elon and Tesla and what they're doing is a very interesting position in this regard. Because, again, what Tesla's doing—if you think about what a what a Tesla car is—it's a surveillance machine, right? It's monitoring everything, both camera-wise, both with uh, uh, with 3D vision, and it's all being fed back to Dojo, right? Their entire AI system. And so like there there uh, yeah there's an entire thing that's happening here with the Teslas and all of the data that they're collecting that's going to be a whole other thing that we can't even comprehend here but yeah Elon I don't
0: know I mean I think the the there is an unprecedented amount of data being collected not for the use of historical reference but in the use of real time reference that is the biggest shift in what we're seeing with when it comes to surveillance-based or really real-time recognition-based AI technologies, right. and yeah. that's where you' you know, you're you're you don't even know what the applications of that are right now. It's to train uh, cars to drive themselves better. Um, as long as they can figure out that that green light's actually pointing this way and this one's pointing <laughs> this way, and quit dinging me because God dang it, at 75th and Benford, you got a bunch <laughs> <Right>. of caddy. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, so Kinda. no I mean that, that pretty much covers it for I think for, for privacy surveillance. I think uh, if you're if you're out there and you're you're new to this uh, you should be more careful be m- more careful than ever about what you're putting out on the internet because it's going to get it's going to get put away, it's going to yeah. get reused, it's going to get uh, So you I know,
1: I got kind of at a point to, to to wrap that up. Please do a better job than I do. Well, no, that right now, everything that you're putting out on the Internet, you might think is private. And it might be private. But 10 years from now, it might not be. Okay, so just realize that anything that you put on the Internet, and I say this as an old dude who's been on the Internet since it began, that anything you put on the Internet behind a login, behind encryption, behind anything may very well come out. It's just the reality. Uh, It very well may come out. And so especially when quantum computers all of a sudden come out and is able to break a bunch of old-ass encryption and that Flickr, again, Flickr is going back to the true social thing. People aren't thinking about their Flickr account that they set up in 2004. Right, that has the same username, that has a bunch of photos of you, that has a bunch of this personal information that you just put out to the world because no one gave you shit back then. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's out there. So every time that you're putting anything on the internet, be hyper-villagent and think about, even if you think this is the most encrypted, the most secure, the most private thing that you've ever done, if you're putting it out there, someone else might see your butthole. Just can keep that in mind.
0: Uh, all right. Let's, <laughs> hit, let's <laughs> take a quick five. <laughs> I got a question for brandon and jacob and for the world leave your comment below for i've been thinking about the surgeon who's being monitored by ai the surgeon is out there doing surgeries every single day right Mm -hmm. but that surgeon is really smart they went to harvard they went to whatever, they went to a great school and they're doing surgeries all day based off existing knowledge, existing prognosis, existing data, right? Existing methodologies. Are they, and they're just doing it probably, they're, they're probably good at it. Right. But they're, 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 they're doing this repeated, repeated process. And I don't know how much innovation takes place in this, inside the second. And you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. oh gosh, we might, we have to pivot. Oh, we, you know, I'm sure quite a bit. Okay. But if you take away the monotonous from someone like that, someone that, that's that accomplished. Is that where AI is actually helping people save time at that level? They should be doing more research. They could be doing more time to figure out what needs to go into the model next.
2: That's interesting. But I, I would I would think that um, the repetitions, the reps, or whatever, you, you know, in the gym there is part of the process of becoming an expert. But yeah, once they get to a certain point, like do they need to sew up the guy, you know? No, probably not. They probably that's not if you could if you could separate the things that really take learning on the job out of it and then take the monotonous stuff of like cleaning the thing or whatever. I don't I'm not a doctor but uh, whatever the hell you mm-hmm. could t- could separate. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, what do you think? I don't know. I don't have a good. I don't have any good idea on
1: that thought whatsoever. I mean, apply it
0: to yourself, right? It's like if, if, and, and maybe this is this is ultimately what the rub is, right? If you're not doing the work, then you're not getting paid for the work, right? Right. But if you're not doing the work and you're doing something else that isn't necessarily driving revenue yet, or you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like, is AI going to repl- Is AI basically going to become a taxpayer? attacks a taxable income entity essentially
2: yeah, yeah. right
0: um, or taking truly taking the place of that or is it really gonna allow us to become free to really innovate
2: that I think is the dream right yeah um, I and I think that's what we're, we're at the precipice of this of this battle when you talk about we're talking about union unions and workers rights and all these things like i think the outcome the next couple of years what needs to happen is we need to be on the right side of this thing right because i totally agree with you i would love to do more creative stuff and to get better at my job and not have to worry about you know uh, uh writing a, a freaking function to do the same thing i've done 10 times right that'd be great but or is that just going to be commoditized and people are going to expect more out of me i don't know
1: yeah, it's,
2: um, you, you know,
1: so I've, I have found just even today that AI has really allowed me to be able to deliver 10 times what I could have previously. So, for example, I, I, again, I'm pretty good at a wide range of things. I can do some pretty good design. I can do some pretty good coding. I can do this. I can you know, write scripts or whatever. But I can now go and basically take this speech that somebody gave, and I can turn that into a, a educational script to be turned into a video for a video production warehouse in, in three minutes because I just fed it to ChatGPT, and I knew what to prompt it. Um, and, and so... Yeah, it's, again, I I, I truly believe that AI, for those who are aware of how their space works.
0: Yeah, we're talking about experts. In this context, in this box, we're talking about people that are experts.
1: Yeah. And so the experts, I think, absolutely can leverage this and make themselves 5, 10 times more productive than before. Um, The question really comes, though, in 10, 15, 20 years from now. Like, are people going to still be experts or are they going to rely on machines to be the experts and then they're the ones that are just turning the knobs and do we turn into i I think it comes back
0: to like for when i was so i took c211 at iu and that was the computer science intro course there's nothing like you know rose or any of that real stuff but it was a we learned scheme and scheme was a fundamental programming language and no one uses it. uses it to build anything <laughs> anymore. They learn it to learn how to program. Yeah. And our tests were done on paper. And we had to write the, we had to write a program scheme that made a star and a great, you know, like car, the cutter, list man, you know, all these really like old school. But it, it, like there was something in your brain, right, that when you learned it, it was like, oh, my gosh, I truly just learned this. Yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, um, I think there's something to having that traditional education. Um, I think that's always going to want, I think the academia will always want that to be there, but the, but will it really right. be there? Um, I mean, people still learn math. We had calculators, So, but, um, I do think that there's something to be said about, um, getting, getting more of people's, I guess, truly available time. Like I had a recent, uh, incident. incidents where someone that i was close to was in basically in the healthcare system right and you know you talk to the you talk to the doctors you talk to the physicians and they're really working hard every day on the operation they're assessing information they're communicating information they're working on their patients and they don't really do the let's get together and analyze the new stuff they do it like once a month on like a Tuesday at night and they, get, you know, someone comes in off a plane, you know what I mean? They're not getting their, their core time. They're not really spending that much time on developing the new stuff. And those are the people that are in that every single day. You know, the researchers, they're not in there every single day looking at the stuff. So I'm, I'm just thinking like from a, if I was a manager or not a manager, if I was someone that was running these large healthcare organizations or large law firms, it's like, you guys you know we should be augmenting what we're doing a little bit not to fire people and to replace them but to allow them to be the ones that are innovating and creating the new information absolutely
1: yeah the 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 the, this new like ai enhanced workforce is really where i think our next step goes is you know to get these nurses and to get the doctors to to be able to leverage this to be able to just make it so they can move faster and more accurately um, and, and I think we'll get there, right, where we're going to have we're going to everybody's going to have their own little AI and it's going to be associated with their job and it's going to know what their job is. And I can just ask it a question. It's going to be like data from Star Trek, right? That's always just going to be there and we can have a conversation with it. That's going to be awesome. Like when that once that actually fully is realized, it, it it's going to be a game changer. Um, and I'm sure there'll be some surveillance in that dirty little bastard's gonna go report back to my boss that I, you know, said a bad word or whatever.
0: Why is, um, like, why are, writers in Hollywood, really writers, seem to be the best at predicting the future, (laughs) Right. right? Gene I mean, Roddenberry, man, that
1: guy—that guy nailed it.
2: Like he—he—he he, he nailed a lot of rough ideas, and, and it's i was just like, oh my god. I'm always curious what would happen if they wrote something else, right? Like, yeah. do are they good predictors, or is it life imitating art? Yeah, right? yeah. And and, like, and I think
1: there's—I think there really is a combination here where, again, you have a sci-fi guy who has this crazy vision. He goes and he sets it out. Well, *Idiocracy* is a good example of this, right? *Idiocracy* came out in what, like 94? Seven maybe ninety eight I ninety mean, nine. Watch that
0: movie. So. You've never
1: seen it. No, I've seen it, but that's okay. like yeah. that's
0: like my best friend's favorite movie. Yeah, though. it's so good because he truly believes Costco. we're living in it.
1: Yeah, well, and, and that's the thing. <laughs> go watch that because because you can look at like the the presidential character on there, right? Mm. And it's this big. I mean, it's it's just like, oh my god, we're here, and and is that because? we mimicked it or because that guy just had uh, a nostradamus moment and was able to see holy shit we're all headed to the dumbest area we can possibly get except
0: for i have to say the worst predictor of the future in history is gotta be steven spielberg back to the future too (laughs) god that was bad (laughs) Come he on. Not only was he wrong about flying cars, but we still don't have the hydrator, the Pizza Hut hydrator. Oh yeah, that's right. The and they're brook. still using fax machines? <laughs> I am that's pissed the- about that. Uh, <laughs> I know a business that
2: actually went back to fax machines. That they just were just great. it was, yeah, it was <laughs> what are we doing? We are in the future.
0: Uh they did get um a weird thing, kind almost right. The Cubs won the World Series. Right, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think that it takes place in um, 2015. Is is that when I think I think? Yeah, they, I think you, and they won right. it in 2016. But they beat Miami, who wasn't a real team oh, at yeah. that time. But that's no, not was... what happened in the real life. We, they beat the Indians, but. Um,
1: was Simpsons though? Simpsons has, has Simpsons Simps- been pretty yeah, good. Simpsons, as far as their predictions, have been pretty much like. Eerily accurate. Um, and the one, the the most notable one is Trump. The, <laughs> the escalator, the escalator, yeah. and Trump. Now, yeah. again, would it surprise me that Trump was like, "We're doing the escalator because we're going to just full circle this thing with what Simpsons did"? That wouldn't surprise me. In yeah. The least. yeah.
0: I have no idea what you guys are <laughs> talking about. Everybody who does.
1: Yeah. There you go. That's for you. <laughs> um, all right.
0: I, I I think there's more. Um, minor, Minority Report still want that to come true and that because I want to use a computer that way, but maybe yeah. the Vision Pro Your is... Your arms is, are going to get too tired. Yeah. Your yeah.
1: Ar- that's the only problem with that, this whole thing, he does this user experience yeah. for eight hours a day. Good luck.
2: Well, did the the new Apple um, uh, yeah, VR, didn't bloop they bloop say? Bloop yeah, bloop. and they were doing a demo. They were doing a demo of it. I was like, I don't know how close I'm to my mic. Yep. Uh, they were doing a demo of it, and the guy was like, really using his hands, and, and someone came out and was like, you don't have to do that actually, because yeah. it's more about eye contact and like. Yeah, well, so like you
1: can literally, so you can probably, if you can't see my hands, basically when when with the Apple Vision Pro, all you have to do is kind of just do this and boop boop. And just double tap your fingers, mm. so you don't need to be like this whole animated thing. Because again, keeping your arms up for a long period of time is a horrible user experience. Okay, everyone would just hey, be hey, jacked. Uh, <laughs> by just by just the huge way, at this lats. moment,
0: uh, Apple <laughs> Apple sold one hundred and sixty thousand, or one hundred between sixty and hundred and eighty thousand Apple Vision Pros, and they are completely sold out. No way. I I. Um, yeah, they're they're sold out. It's hmm. it's sold out. Their stocks out. How up. much are they? But it's three thousand five hundred dollars. But oh, believe me, I've tried to go through the checkout process, and uh, when you go through the checkout process, you have to get the you know of course got to get the carrying case, <laughs> two hundred bucks. <laughs> no way. Two hundred bucks. Two hundred. <laughs> Such Uh You got to get the 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 carrying case for the 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 battery pack that you're gonna put. On your on your hip,
1: your colostomy bag, <laughs> <Yeah>. battery pack. <laughs> I mean,
0: I can't even imagine what that's going to be like. But um, no, it's sold out. And um, yeah, I'm still I'm still looking for. I mean, 180,000 units isn't a lot, um, ah, is it? So, so I mean, for, for for a,
1: a for a pre sale for a device that has never existed before, that no one's ever even touched. I don't know. That's pretty. So, so that's uh, pretty Google good. put
0: on the screen. See if you can Google it, but. Um if if oh our, our signal's lost anyways we can't do it. Oh, that's um, you got um, to plug back in. So go to eBay. Okay. Ebay. Guess, guess, let's guess. So so this is what happened. Oh you think people so you, are flipping them. Oh yeah. So so guaranteed. So if you if you basically if you go to buy the Apple Vision Pro right now, you can't get it until April or Okay. Okay. But the March. first
1: the first the first batch is March. The first
0: the first batch is March. But if you so if you go you they'll still let you pre-order it. But now people are just selling their pre-orders. They
1: sure are. 40 Yeah, for $4,500. They're basically saying if eBay. you
0: want to get it if you want to pay if you want to pay 1,000 bucks to get it when everybody else is actually going <laughs> to get it. Right.
2: <laughs> this dude's got it for 2 grand more.
1: Oh my god.
0: So when you Think about Jesus. this. It's a indicator that I think that this thing's gonna, it's gonna go.
1: Yeah, I, I, I what's kind of interesting. So you've got, so you've got the Apple Vision Pro at thirty five hundred dollars, a little bit smaller than the Meta. What what's Meta's new one that they've just released the uh, the Quest I think is it the three Quest three the yeah, Quest three that's right and it and it has a couple pass through lenses and stuff like that but that thing comes in at like four ninety nine, <laughs> right? So we're talking three thousand dollars more. Well, for it's the got an eight K screen. It, it's it, got but, the, but, for, but three thousand dollars better.
0: But that's that's why Apple is Apple.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, and again, as an Apple fanboy, and what was crazy, my wife was like, oh, we're getting one. She's like, I want one. And I'm like, this is the first time I've ever heard you say anything in terms of a technology that, like, you want. She's like, oh, I totally want uh, one. So I, we're getting one.
0: I, I want one really bad. I uh, Jacob remembers when I tried to use have an extended desktop at the office because I've always wanted VR not for – video games although I'm sure that would be fun but for your I wanted to do it desktop. for work yep I wanted to do it for an extended desktop because I felt like as a ADHD person yeah that would help me stay like total. I could go go zone yeah you know right um but it just goes to show you that at, I mean I think if you're I think this is a good and you've seen this stock, good time to buy Apple stock but they created a product that's at a completely different base price point than any of the other and products. Yeah. They created a, another level of How premium. do they keep getting away with this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and you know, they do have other niche products like the 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 display, what is that, twenty five hundred yeah, bucks? Yeah, I think the AirPod um, Pros when those yeah, came the, out, the
2: bro, no bro, one bro. had ever thought about charging right. two hundred bucks for no. for Oh for, yeah for ear earpods or oh, whatever. Yeah, now
0: and now that's normal. Yeah. Now it's normal, yeah. Um and then the uh, the, the, the 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 desktop uh, box that they sell is is really expensive too isn't it yeah oh the studio or oh <laughs> yeah like
1: the the actual like the big studio one that they've got the with yeah, the wh- air, or- the cheese grater yeah that was like 4500 4800
0: something like that so um yeah i'm getting one though hmm. i mean i i Maybe. think that, i think it's i think it's going to be something that i think that it, it's going to go and i think that it'll be I think P- I think the reason why you're seeing it is because somebody's probably tried it out and it's probably like this is this is it. So a lot of people that I've uh, seen talk about it just said it's so natural.
1: Hmm. It's like you just put it on and you can you just know how to interact with it, versus like all the other ones like so um, uh, uh, the X Real glasses. Uh, they're like $200, 300 bucks. You can buy them on Amazon. They give you you know a big screen and all that. They have. They're starting to incorporate some of the, like the touch, but before you had to use your phone, and you actually used your phone like as this like lightsaber, and then you would hover over things, and you have to wait for it for a second, and then it would highlight and click and all that. Seems like Apple's just once again. Apple's really good at that user experience, hmm. and they're able to go, oh yeah, well if we just do this and this, and so you put them on, you just sit down, and you're like, oh yeah, I'll click, click. Blah, blah, this blah, is what blah, 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 blah. going
0: back to the rabbit thing is. Is the reason why Apple like you can't say oh we're just going to do this and then we're just going to compete with Apple mm-hmm. because Apple's first of all right on your heels anyways two years after you you come up with any sort of innovation they're gonna they're gonna copy I mean right. they're gonna copy it yeah and they're gonna do it 10 times better yeah, yeah. Um, but even their core stuff like they're so light years ahead yeah I mean, so.
1: I can see the YouTube comments right now, though. They're, like, they're going to be, like, talking about, what, as we talk about the glasses. They're like, oh, yeah, that already exists. It's called a laptop.
0: <laughs> and all you have to do is hold it
1: really close to your fucking head. You know? um, or how
0: about the guy that said that we're we're, what? <laughs> what, what, because we use services like Instagram and Spotify. Oh, yeah. What are we? Tools. We're tools. Your, your tools. And, you, and so, yeah, this guy. If you shrimp, like music and, and want to actually purchase I mean, are you still <laughs> purchasing your music via compact discs, <laughs> sir? Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> I, I would those services. Columbia, where I get yeah. my six discs every month. Yeah, no, there's this guy who's who's like, yeah, well, only idiots would use a service like that. And I'm like, well, are you talking about the rabbit? Or are you talking about like people who use Twitter, Spotify, both. and both? Like, both. <laughs> like, you fucking loser. And that's what you are. But hey, there we go. Feel free to comment on our YouTube channels. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely con- converse.
0: This has been the Big Cheese Podcast, episode 13. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you, Brandon. Hopefully, Andre will be back soon. We'll see you guys next week. Check us out on YouTube at Big Cheese AI.